So the new Serial Progress Seeker drops in just a few days. We've got a brand new season coming up, and I've got a ton of amazing episodes that are all about how I'm running my business from a backpack, how I've grown in the last little bit, and things I want to share with you because I want you to grow. So on September 1st or 2nd is when we're going to be dropping the new season, and we'll be publishing at the very least an episode a week pretty much from now on. No breaks in between. I've decided we've got to keep going with things. So I'm super excited that we're going to be doing this absolutely full-time, and it's because you all have been so great, and you've been so loving and sent such great comments, and I really appreciate that. But before we go live with the new season, I wanted to drop something a little special, and that's what the episode that you're about to hear is all about. It's about confidence, and in my life, I've not always been the most confident person, but when I started to be more confident, I started being a lot more successful. What you're about to hear are the ways that I started to understand where confidence really comes from and how I hacked confidence uh, and sort of got more confident in my life and started getting some really good things because of it. I wanted to put this episode out before the new season started because I just freaking love you all so much. You've been so great to me over the last few years and you've been so supportive of the Serial Progress Seeker movement. And I just wanted to give you this as a gift early. And so I hope you enjoy this next episode. I hope you enjoy the content that's inside and I hope you dig this method and you start using it in your own life. So here it is. This is the confidence episode and I hope that you enjoy it. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most important things a human being can have, both in their personal life and in business. It's confidence. And if you got enough of it, the world is a much brighter place. If you don't, it's a lot harder out there. Today, I'm going to show you exactly how to manufacture confidence in yourself and more importantly, how to keep it. Let's dive in. Let's do it. You're listening to the Serial Progress Seeker Podcast. My name is Dr. Ben Atkins, and I want to take you behind the scenes and show you how I built a multi-million dollar digital internet business and how I'm turning that entire business into something that I can take with me anywhere inside of a backpack. Let's get started with the show. confidence. Uh, it's a it's a great topic. And the reason and I think it's such a great topic is because this is something that I see plaguing just about everybody out there. Even my friends that are some of the more confident friends uh, out there, they have their days. And those days typically come because of the patterns that I'm going to tell you about. And it's something that I, I think that, you know, we all have our ups and downs. And sometimes it's hard to really sort of understand where those ups and downs come from. So today we're going to be breaking down the way that confidence is manufactured, uh, some ways that are sort of an unhealthy ways to uh, you know manufacture that confidence and how you can really manufacture confidence anytime you need it and build it up in a slow fashion, um, but in a quick fashion too, so that you can use this in every part of your life and be more successful. So real quick, before we get started, I want to make sure that if you love this episode, you're going to understand that uh, we don't do ads here. And the reason we don't do ads is if you want to buy something from me, I'm sure you can go find a place to do that uh, out there on the internet somewhere, but that's not what this is about. This is 100% about giving back to the world. It's been so good to me and sharing the things that are big for me. So my ask is this. If this episode helps you, I want you to do 
one of two things. Go leave a review. Let me know. Let me know this was a big deal for you. But more importantly, share this episode if it's helpful to you with someone out there that needs to hear it. And that's how I've grown this podcast is people sharing it with other people that need to hear the stuff that's on it. Okay, so let's dive in. Why is confidence so important? We have to start there. You know, I... I believe that my greatest successes are when I put myself out there in the biggest way and I really went for it. And this is a big deal. A lot of people out there never really go for it. They never put themselves out there. And the reason that they sort of happens is because they're not confident in themselves. And that becomes uh, an issue that plagues them and it becomes sort of this feedback loop. The less confidence you have in yourself, the less you do and the less confidence that comes into your life. And so you get more and more sort of down on yourself and you sort of hit this point to where you don't even want to put yourself in situations that could be uncomfortable. And that's when growth completely dies. So whether it's your business or, you know, your personal life, whatever it happens to be, being able to be confident is big, but being able to manufacture confidence uh, when you don't have it is even more important because when you get knocked down, you've got to have ways to build yourself back up. And so that's what I want to go through. We all know that the more confident you are, the better things are going to be. The better business is going to be, the better your interactions with your friends, your romantic involvements, if you will, are going to be. And it's important that you get this confidence in. But what you may not understand is how people become confident, where people source their confidence. It seems like some people in our lives just have it, right? They've had it uh, forever, or at least they give the impression that they've had it forever. And it's important to understand where this confidence comes from. For some people, it comes early on, but you've got to understand the sourcing methods, okay? So where confidence comes from is these small situations, Okay, small, small situations, small interactions, and the people that are involved in these interactions. So the people that you have in your life, whether it be your work friends, the people that you met at the library, the people that you met out at the bar, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's these small little interactions that fuel our confidence. And if you understand that, if you understand that a huge, huge part about the way you feel about yourself has to do with these small situations, uh, everything sort of changes. Everything starts to get a little different because you understand where you can source these things and you can understand where maybe it's not the healthiest place to source these things. So just let's have an example here. Um, the majority of my confidence comes from a circle of friends group, okay? So I have, I have this group of friends and they are my closest friends on the planet and the interactions that I have with them are where a large part of my confidence comes from. Now, the really nice part about this particular group of friends is that um, we're all very positive and we build each other up and we all root for each other's successes. But each friend in that group, it's confidence that comes in a different way. And so I want you to think about this. I want you to think about that. Do you have a group of friends like that? But more importantly, even outside of that group of friends, I pull confidence in from the people that I interact with the most. So I have these patterns in my life, whether it be the people I interact with at work. Uh, I work from home, by the way, but you know, the people that I work with uh, online, those interactions that I have every week. But when I go out and let's say I go to a bar on a Friday night and I'm watching a band and I happen to do that a lot, the people that I interact with, whether it be the bartenders, the patrons that are there, that the people that I know, my confidence comes from those interactions too. So you got to start thinking every interaction that you have, these small little situations, the people that are involved, the patterns that you have, 
That's where your confidence comes from. So I have this thing called a confidence locker theory. And I want you to think about you've got this wall of lockers. And like maybe when you were young and you went to a swimming pool and they had this wall of lockers you could lock your stuff up in. And maybe you could purchase a lock a day or they would give you a lock. But you lock your stuff up. You put the uh, the key around your wrist and then you go swim, right? If you didn't have that pool interaction, I'm sorry. Uh, but but that's, think about just a group of lockers. And let's say that there are 20 different lockers there. And so you've got this set of lockers. And inside each of these lockers is a certain amount of confidence that when you open the locker, you pull it out and it's yours and it lifts you up. Okay. And if you can't get into that locker, then you stay where you're at or you start to actually go down. So I want you to think about this set of 20 lockers and inside there's confidence that's sort of what it's like. In your life right now, you've got about 20 people. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but you've got about 20 people that they are the core sources of your confidence because it's the people you interact with. It's the people whose opinions actually matter to you. And they control. They control. Like It's not you have the keys on your wrist to all of these lockers. Each of these people have the keys to these lockers, and they can choose to either open them up for you or they can choose to not open them up for you depending on how they feel. And if you've got a really good bunch of people that you interact with on a regular basis and you're you know building things together, you're doing things, you're growing, uh, you're having good conversations, then you're typically going to be a much more confident person who's not going to care too much about uh, what the rest of the world thinks. But if these... 20 people or so that control the keys to these 20 lockers, if they're the kind of people that you continually walk away from and it's not such a good feeling, maybe like you take a hit to your confidence, it's because they didn't use the key, they withheld that. So I want you to really start thinking about this. How do you recognize a bad confidence source, someone that controls sort of one of these keys to these 20 lockers that's typically um, is not a consistent source. That's the first thing that you got to realize. What is someone that you run into in your life on a regular basis that their opinion matters and the things that they say to you matter, the way they make you feel matter, that it's number one, you got to look, is it always you're walking away with a bad feeling or your confidence takes a hit? If it's an always sort of thing, you've got to start thinking about um, – why this person has that power. Okay, so here's the other side, and this is the more common one. A lot of us are really good about saying, this person always makes me feel bad, get away. Just get out of my life. You've got these other people in your life that 50% of the time, they'll take the key and they'll open up the content locker. They'll make you really feel good. And it it almost is an intensified version with these people. Like when they open up their lockers, it's this really big high of confidence. And the reason is, is because sometimes when you interact with them, you don't get that. You don't get that high. And so when it does get opened up, it's like it's saved up and it's more powerful and it gives you a real big high. But when you don't get it, it knocks you down in a big way. So the 50% of the time that they don't open the locker up for you, you come away feeling completely drained and like you did something wrong. And this is the one that most people have trouble with out of their 20 people or so in their life. It's because this group of people... um, will continually drag you down, even though sometimes they give you confidence. They're not meaning to do it necessarily. It's just, this is not a good source of confidence. And so 
what I try to do is, is I try to look at all the people in my life that are always bad interactions and we, we get rid of those or the 50 percenters, we get rid of those too. I try to work those people out of my life, whether I'm going to a different place or I'm not interacting with them on such a regular basis. When I am in those places, that's the key. You can't always avoid these people, but you can sort of start to think about the power that they have and take it away from them. The folks that really lift me up are the ones that are the 90 percenters. 90 percent of the time, every interaction, we are going to have a good one. Now, the reason I say 90 percent and not 100 percent is uh, life sometimes, you know, leads you to difficult situations with the people you interact with. And you've got to have people that will tell you the truth. And if sometimes I think these 100 percent always make you feel good people, it's hard to tell if that's absolutely genuine. So at the very least, with it comes to this confidence locker and the control that people have. I try to keep my 20 to people that 90% of the time they're going to open up the locker and they're going to make me feel good. Now, here's the thing about these folks. Because they open up the confidence locker 90% of the time, they will lift you up. They will make you feel confident. They will make you feel good. But the 10% that they do, it's not soul crushing. So even when they give you something that you don't want to hear, they give you something that maybe you know is not as uplifting it's not soul crushing because you know this person 90% of the time does things to build you up and you know that they believe in you. They know, you know that they're a good source of things so that when they give you something that's not as, you know, great, it's going to be less. It's going to be less bad to your confidence. So one of the big things is, is, you know, how do you get rid of a bad source? Because as I said, you sometimes can't get rid of people out of your lives. But the thing that you got to really start to think about is with the 20 or so people in your life, the folks that are delivering sort of the blows to your confidence, um, whether it's 50% of the time or below, it's it's one of those things where those folks, those folks, you just have to start taking the power away. And it's funny, power dynamics and how these things work. And one of the big things is there are certain people in my life that I've run into that it just became very clear that I like these people a lot. I think they were great people. It's not that they were bad people. It's just... Every other time that I would be around them, I would not get what I needed from them. And that's not on them. That's on me. But I said to myself, you know what? You've got to stop putting yourself in a position to where you walk away from this interaction um, in a bad way. So so what I started doing is, is I would not maybe not even necessarily cut these people completely out of my life, but I would reduce the frequency at which I interacted with them. So if I interacted with these people two times a week, I would take that down to maybe once or twice a month. And what's interesting is a lot of those relationships, because we weren't so in each other's face all the time, they actually became people that were in my 90% category, um, not in my core 20, but you know, made me feel great 90% of the time because I found sort of the rhythm. And I found the rhythm to hang out with that person and to be around that person. And it wasn't good when I was around them so much. So when I was around them less, actually they became someone that 90% of the time, it was just an amazing, amazing interaction. And they lifted me up, even though they weren't part of that 20 locker situation and and the 20 locker situation. Those are the folks that you're seeing on a regular basis and they've got to lift you up most of the time. Otherwise you get rid of them. So with those people, like I said, something, somebody that's a 50% uh, giver of confidence to you, giver of a good situation where you're going to feel good about the interaction after. Sometimes it's just about decreasing the frequency and then it becomes a very good relationship. Now, for a lot of folks, though, you've got to say, 
is this person somebody that I just want to be around or is they are they continually sucking the life out of me? And so in that, that's just where it's hard because it's not usually just somebody that's random. It's usually a family member. It's someone that's that was a longtime friend that you had in high school that you feel bad for because they got they had some rough stuff. But you got to understand to keep moving forward, to be a confident person, to grow, you've got to get rid of the folks that are not going to open up that locker and make you feel good. And I'm not saying that they tell you things that aren't true. I'm telling you the interaction is good. They make you feel good because it's a good interaction, not because they just tell you all kinds of good things about you, but they genuinely want you to succeed. And the interaction reflects that. So how to get a good source. This is it. This is really big for me. A lot of people, it's really easy to say, hey, I can get rid of this person out of my life. This person does not uh, instill confidence in me. But it's very difficult to say, well, what am I going to do to actually start building confidence? And this is sort of where we start to manufacture confidence. Confidence comes from really small wins that prepare us for small situations that give us positive outcomes. Let me say that again. A good source of confidence, having someone in your life that continually gives you good confidence comes from you. You have to do these things. It's really small wins that prepare us for small situations that give us positive outcomes. Now, just a perfect example of this is a few months back, I realized that I just felt terrible about myself. And when I was around people, I wasn't feeling great about myself. So I wasn't giving a lot of good stuff to them, meaning they weren't giving a lot of good stuff back to me. And I said, what are some things that I can do to feel better about myself? And so I started going for some really small wins. I was not someone that wanted to go to the gym and like break myself apart every day. Like that, I have no interest in that. That's just boring to me. And I, and I'm not knocking anybody that loves like hardcore going to the gym. And I'm, I, I tell you, you would look at me now and think I'm a lot more hardcore than I was back then. But the idea was I said, you know what? I just need to win. And so I said, what's a, what's something that I can do consistently every single day or at least three times a week that is going to give me a win that maybe will make me feel better about myself? And so I started going to the gym early in the morning. I hated it. Um, I'm still not a fan, but I do it. I started going to the gym really early in the morning. I'm talking like 5 a.m. I have this ritual. 5 a.m. I get up. I go to the gym. And the idea is not to go in there and to you know feel like I have destroyed myself. The idea is just get in the gym and do six things. That's it. Just be there and do six things and at the very least do it three times a week. And that for me, because I conquered something in my head as a small win, plus you start to see over time some changes. About three months in, I started seeing some big changes in how I looked in the mirror. And then what was interesting is I felt better about myself. And so when I was in small situations, like a conversation with someone when I was out, I started feeling better about the situation. I had better talks. And because I felt confident myself, I got rid of a lot of the folks that were not giving me that 90% plus uh, positive interaction every time because I just felt better about myself and I felt better about getting rid of the bad things. So more good things were happening uh on a total scale. I went from, hey, you know what? Most of my interactions are good with everybody, um, you know, 50-50 for some people, but overall, good and bad interactions to the majority of my interactions every week with people became good because I got rid of a lot of the people that weren't giving me a good thing. They weren't opening up that confidence locker for me. They weren't making me feel good. We weren't making each other feel good. I got rid of a lot of those people out of my life, and I started having better 
situations with everybody. And it all started. This is what's so silly. It all started with just the fact that I felt a little bit about better about myself because I could control something. And the control came from going to the gym in the morning. We're not saying that I felt more confident because I necessarily looked in the mirror and thought I was, you know, any better looking. Although, you know, any little thing like having a little more muscle helped. But the big thing was, is I felt like I had control. And so what ended up happening was I was going to the gym every day. I started seeing some people at the gym regularly, which some of them became friends. I started seeing people uh, outside of the gym, but I felt better about myself. And those small little wins that I was having in the gym, and, and I'm talking, I'm in the gym 20 minutes tops, you know, like 20 minutes to do six things in the gym. I'm not a gym rat, but those little wins in the gym overcoming, oh, I don't want to do this, I'm going to do it, led me to a place to where I was feeling good about myself, which meant if I felt good about myself, I was having better interactions with people. And over time, I made a lot better friends with people. But more importantly, the interactions that I started having with people were genuinely more positive because of how I acted, which means people were more attracted to me. And we're not talking in a romantic sense, just people wanted to be around me more because I was just smiling more. And so to manufacture confidence, it's not going to find more people to give you something, okay? Like good interactions. You can't rely on that. How you manufacture more confidence is this. You find something in your life that maybe you don't want to do at first, but you know will make you feel better. Maybe you eat a little bit better every single day. Maybe you drink uh, all the water you're supposed to every day. It's little small wins that you feel you can conquer that you can be consistent with. And those small wins prepare us for small situations, meaning we feel better in a situation where we've got to interact with another human. And when we feel better interacting with another human, they give us more positive outcomes. So really small wins prepare us for small situations that give us more positive outcomes. And that's how with this confidence locker theory, with the 20 or so people that hold the keys to those lockers that hold, you know, what builds my confidence up, I started seeing people turning the keys more because I was giving them more reason to turn the key because of that. Hopefully that makes sense. It was a lot of explaining to get to that, but hopefully that makes sense. So here's the other thing. And this was a big moment for me. Not every time that I interact with people has to be a win. And there were times when I would go out and I would see people and I would talk to them and I would feel great about it, the situation. And there were times where I would, the next night uh, or the next day, I would go out and I would talk to somebody, same person, and feel completely crushed. And it would you know, be devastating to my confidence. And the problem was, is I was putting too much pressure on myself and that other person for that to be a positive interaction over and over again. And it just can't be that way all the time. And so, like I said, on one hand, you've got to improve your confidence sources, the people you interact with and the way that you interact with them. On the other hand is you've got to start becoming somewhat outcome independent of the small situations. So one of the big things that I feel like was a huge piece of growth for me, and I hope that you can take this too, is... I'm not so dependent on every single outcome in my life being groundbreaking or earth shattering. Sometimes you drive home from an event. Sometimes you drive home from hanging out with a friend and it's just, it's just blah. And that's okay. It's not, it's not good. It's not bad, but it's, it's okay. It does not have to be a rager of a interaction every single time where everybody feels high on the positivity that came out. And that's becoming outcome independent, going into a situation and just being like, you know what, in this situation, um, win or lose or tie, I'm going to be okay 
with how this turns out, and it's not going to shake me. Now, that's a much harder thing to do to become outcome independent. That takes a lot of practice to teach yourself, you know what? Tonight wasn't the best night out watching the band. Today wasn't the best event that I've ever been to, at, you know, but it's okay. No negativity actually came of it. And for a long time, I truly believe that if it wasn't a huge win, that it was a huge loss. There was no in-between. And so this is something that you have to work on, becoming outcome independent. You're going to be fine. Your status in the world is going to be fine, no matter the outcome of you putting yourself out there. And once you start to get there, you start seeing more positive outcomes. But more importantly, I think this is the key. In review, you got to think there are about 20 people in your life that you have continually, you know, interactions with. You know, you have all these continued interactions with them and every single week, every single month. And those people, if you really start to break it down, have the keys to open up these lockers. And the intensity of what's in their locker really depends on, you know, how often the confidence is delivered. Now, if they always are delivering good things to you and you always have a good interaction, we're not telling, like I said, we're not talking about people just saying things to build you up just to say them. We're talking about good interactions. If they do it 50-50, you know, 50% it's good, 50% it's not a good thing. When they do open it, it's going to be this false high. But when you've got someone that 90 to 100% of the time, it's a good interaction. Every time they'd open that locker up, it's a small dose, but it's a continued small dose, which is much, much healthier, and it keeps you more on an even keel. So 20 people, you got to do this. This is the homework for this episode, and this is a special episode because I wanted to put this out there because I had a few friends that I thought needed to hear this. The homework is this. Sit down and, and be truthful. Sit down and write down or type out the 20 people in your life that hold the keys to your confidence locker, okay? And... I want you to look down that list and I want you to really be honest here. Which of those folks, it's it's not healthy. It's too much high and low and you've got to start working to limit your interaction with those people. It's going to be tough because you're sort of addicted to the adrenaline of when it does go well. But and trust me, I've been there. And this is speaking from experience. But you've got to start limiting your interaction with those folks and you've got to replace those folks with the little things that you can do, the really small wins. And so... An example here, just to so we got to hear, I started making this list a little while back, and I had a list, and I had these certain people that, like I said, were great people, but they weren't delivering what I wanted, and I got rid of those interactions, or I lengthened the time in between the time we did interact with those people, and I started replacing those people with things that I could have really small wins with, so I didn't replace them with other people at first. I just said, you know what, I'm going to make sure that I read a book uh, every week, you know, small book. It doesn't have to be big. Or I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. I was doing things that were delivering small wins that I knew were good for me. I'm going to eat a little bit better at lunch every single day. It's something that small. Instead of, you know, every single day has to be magical, I'm going to do something small that is a very, very big deal. And so that's where the small wins come from. And those small wins set me up to replace those people in my 20 that weren't great. And so getting rid of three people in my 20 made a huge difference. So heaven forbid that you get rid of 10 and you keep 10 people that are great for you, but then you start replacing those people with little things that you can do every day. And those little things that you do, the really small wins will prepare you for situations that will give you positive outcomes and you will have new people enter your 20 that will be perfect 
to fill in because they're going to give you what you need confidence-wise every single time or pretty close to every single time. And so that's it. You got to understand your confidence comes from an interaction with between 10 and 20 people and the continued interactions and the the quality of those interactions. And if you're not having quality interactions or it's a 50-50, you know, whether it's going to be a good interaction, you got to start getting rid of those things. If you do this, if you do this, if you make this list, if you start replacing those people with little things that you can do, you're going to start to see very quickly that your overall confidence in business, it's not just one place, in business, in your personal life, starts to skyrocket. And when you start to see it skyrocket, it will start to snowball. And every so often, you'll get knocked off a horse because somebody that you didn't expect will be a bad source and you'll have to think about replacing their key to the confidence lockers, those 20 lockers that you've got out there. But when you do that, you'll have a pattern now of how to actually take care of those things and it won't be so devastating. It's when you have those two to three weeks where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst. Now you know how to sort of get out of that pattern and move on. So I hope that this was powerful for you. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope this is something that you can use in your personal life. Do me a favor. If this was big for you, jump over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a review and let me know how this helped you and and what you think. If you've got any tips for anybody else that might be listening, post those in there too. That's a very, very big deal. You can always go to SerialProgressSeeker.com. We're going to have show notes there so you can listen to the podcast at any time there. You can get some extras that we've got there. Uh, But also, if this is something that helps you, share it with someone. Share it. That's all I ask. Share it with someone that needs to hear this. And like I said, that's how we all get better is... We take something that was great for us and we share it with someone who we think it can also be great for. So I hope you loved it. Like I said, I'm going to be here at least once a week, every week doing the show. I've got more great stuff coming for you. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.